Welcome back to the RV Texas Y'all podcast. I'm Stacy. I'm Tom, and we're RV Texas Y'all. We are native Texans and full-time RVers who are all about exploring the great state of Texas and beyond, one campground at a time. We're on a mission to experience life, not just live it, and we're bringing you along for the fun. Recording this episode in Albuquerque, New Mexico at the very wet 50th annual Balloon Fiesta. This is episode 21. And in this episode, our topic is one of the most talked about discussions in RV life, planning our travels. (laughs) Why we plan our trips, how we plan our trips, some of the tools we use, all the discussion this week. So sit back, relax, and join us as we RV America, y'all. episode we talked about why size matters when it comes to RVs. Not that bigger is always better or smaller is swankier. There's no one size fits all and everyone's needs are different. But these days no matter what size RV you have we all have to do at least some planning when it comes to travel. So this week we're talking about how we plan our travels and how we find interesting and fun things to do along the way. So these days, there are a ton of tools for trip planning, and we use several of them for scouting out campgrounds and side trips. And we talked a bit about this in our episode about our growing bucket list, or barrel list, as our friend Deb calls it. Uh, And I'll link to that episode in the show notes in case you missed it. But today, we want to take a deeper dive into some of those tools that we really find helpful in planning our travels. But I guess before we get into the tools that we use and how we go about planning, we should talk about why we plan our travels. (laughs) In a lot of our videos, if you've watched our videos on YouTube, you know that uh, we do like to wing it a lot of times. Um, But when it comes to actually planning where we're going to be going or our actual trips, Uh, We do just fly by the seat of our pants on occasion, but we usually go into each year with a definite travel plan. And, you know, I think that's so important, especially nowadays, because there's a lot more RVers out there due to the pandemic and a lot more people bought RVs. So we've got a lot more people RVing. So the RV parks, campgrounds, everything is filling up a lot faster, you know, and just save money on fuel. You know, we made a conscious effort this year to not zigzag around the United States. We've done that in the past. We've had friends that did that in the past. And, you know, with the with the price of fuel these days, that just doesn't make sense. Well, it, the thing about RVing is the good and the bad is there are so many amazing places 
to see and do and explore and experience. And it's really hard to kind of reel yourself back in and say, okay, no, I can see that next time, or I can see that on another trip, or, you know, I'm going to focus on these types of places on this leg of my journey. And so that's where planning can be really, really helpful because what we find when we don't plan, we do an awful lot of that zigging and zagging. And, oh, look, squirrel. <laughs> yeah, and the more you zig and zag, the more it costs. I mean, you're running up your cost, and you and you can't compare places as easily, and you may not have choices. And that's a big thing, especially, you know, we talked about size last week, but this is the bigger you are, the more you really might need to plan because the fewer options you have that you can fit into. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, we have found that the last thing we want to do is get somewhere that's on our bucket list, for example, and we wait and we don't plan or we plan too late and there's nothing remotely in the area to get us there. And that almost happened coming into Albuquerque this year. Yeah, it did because we had changed our plans before that. We had to. Um, And because of that, Yes, we had this kind of bottleneck right before we were going to get into Albuquerque with the Balloon Fiesta being there. And everything, and I mean everything, (laughs) was booked a hundred miles radius around Balloon Fiesta. So you're, it really, and we almost had to go through Albuquerque to get back into Texas. I mean, else we would have had to go way around and way out of the way and and one of those out-of-the-way places really wasn't a good option because it was starting to get to winter, and there's they were already starting to close up. So, yeah, we we had that, and we I have to say with Bloom Fiesta, we really just got lucky. Oh, well, there's no doubt. And and we have a video on our experience this year at Balloon Fiesta, which is the 50th right. anniversary. And we're going to be putting uh, uh, everything together for that. But it was, yeah, wow. It was, um, it was lucky we were able to get in. And this is one of those fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants moments that actually ended up working out for us. But it was because we were kind of forced to. Right. Right, and I want to put in this year, Stacy normally does most of our planning uh, on our routes before we take off from Galveston and we head to wherever we're going to head to. But, man, this year, the way she did it, we literally, most of our travel days were only, uh, you know, probably 125 miles or less. And that is a big reason why we have made planning such a priority. Yes, and it's... that made it so easy. <laughs> uh, that Our biggest issue, believe it or not, this year in traveling was, oh my gosh, we can't leave this park too soon because we'll get to the next one too soon to check in. <laughs> and we actually had to pay extra at one park because we got there too soon and we you know, there was nowhere to go, so we went. It, it was only 10 bucks. It wasn't that big a deal. But, yes, and, and you know, because of the way Stacy planned it out, and we'll even talk, there's more about it because we changed midstream. But the way she planned it out, we really 
We're very cost-effective on our fuel, and most of our stays were cost-effective. Um, and, uh, you know, that that is so, so important. And we never had to worry until we got to almost Albuquerque. We never had to worry about, are we going to have a place to stay? And that makes me much more relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm more of the winging it kind of guy, and I can I – can, I can go and figure it out more. Stacy definitely wants it planned. And, you know, nowadays I think it's probably better to be more like Stacy than be more like me because we really aren't into really going into BLM lands and staying like that because we do have friends that love to do that. And and so disperse camping, disperse camping. You don't really need to have. And we were in the area where there is some of that, but. That's that's not uh, how we roll, you know. That's not really what we're looking for. So we we usually want a place, and it doesn't have to be a place, you know, that we don't have to plug in. That's not the issue, but we want a place where we can feel safe, and uh, and you we know, can be near stuff that we want to do. That's right. Uh, I don't want to just park in the middle of nowhere and have nothing to do. I mean, we like to go in, obviously, and check the local breweries and that kind of stuff. And that that's kind of how we plan our trips, too, is where do we want to go because what do they have in that given town? And it doesn't have to be a high-end, big-name town that everybody knows about. No, we usually, these small towns that we've come across, there's almost always enough to keep you busy for at least two or three days. Right. And so... You, this year, what we did when we were looking ahead to where we were going to be going and kind of plotting our route, we looked at, okay, this town's along the way between point A and point B, and what is there to do kind of around that area, and what type of camping options do we have, and let's see, you know, how many days is it worthy to stay there? Yeah, when you plan in advance, too. You can enjoy some of these things. If you just wing it, by the time you get there, you don't know about some of these things, and you're you're going to miss some of them. Right. I mean, we have things, usually every time we move, we already have researched the area we're going to, so we already have in, in our mind a bunch of the stuff we're going to do. We always leave enough days, or almost always leave enough days, that if there's rain days, that doesn't affect us. And also, when we get in there, you know, we talk to folks and we find out other things that we you can't really just find readily on the Internet. Right, right. And so uh, let's take this year's travel, for example. Yeah. Um, when we left Galveston on March 1st, we had almost the entire year booked out until we returned back to Galveston beginning of November. And we went into it knowing that on average, we wanted to move about once a week. And sometimes it was shorter than that. Our shortest stay was one day. Right. Uh, or one Not night. very often. Not very often, though. Uh, a couple times we stayed longer than that, you know, maybe 10 days or two weeks. Um, but like Tom said, we tried to break up our trip so that we had very few long drive days um you know it was always an easy drive day 
Uh, it was uh, something that if weather occurred or something and we needed to skip a travel day, that, that putting those two travel days together wouldn't be that, that a- big of a deal. That actually happened. It actually happened, yep, in uh, leaving Sullivan, Missouri, going to Newmar uh, in Indiana, uh, Napanee, Indiana. A uh, huge storm came through, and so uh, we decided to... We were going to have a one-nighter the next night, so we decided to skip that stop in between uh, so that we wouldn't have to drive in the storm. And we had a longer drive day the next day, but it was not horribly long. No, and the weather was beautiful, and the day before, it was not. The day we were supposed to move, and if you saw that video, that's that's that was a crazy video on the automated RV park. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, because it, it was quite the video, and for us as a channel, it was quite the video. A lot of people uh, enjoyed that, um, and we enjoyed staying there, believe it or not. I mean, it was such an interesting experience, but... Yes, we had to extend, and it was easy to extend, and it made it for a lot easier travel day the next day. So let's talk, I guess, first about how we start out our planning. Um, At the beginning of the season or, you know, about this time of year, um, we start looking at where do we want to go the following year. And as as, uh, as we sit down in the, say, late summer, early fall, start looking ahead, Um, we usually try to, first of all, pick places that we haven't been before so we can experience new things and we can share them with with you. Um, We usually try to either rallies or maybe a national park or two, find some anchors, as we call them, some some things that we definitely want to make it to and those become our anchors of our trip. You know, it's like, okay, this year we knew we were going to an AIM rally, all-inclusive motorhome club rally in Branson, Missouri uh, in May. Yep. Uh, we knew that we had an appointment at Newmar for our annual service up in uh, Napanee, Indiana uh, at the end of May. And then we knew that we were going to the Newmar International Rally in uh, uh, Rock Springs, Wyoming in July. So, and then we wanted to try to get into Balloon Fiesta, if at all possible, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, but that was looking pretty shaky at that point. Yeah, it, it looked like that wasn't going to work out. So, that was kind of our circle. We knew we didn't want to zig and zag. We wanted to just make a big loop. So that we tried to travel as efficiently as possible, like Tom said, to try to, you know, cut down on fuel costs and make for easy travel days. And so we had these anchors uh, that we set up first, and then we just started to fill in along the way what was going to be interesting to see or do, other places that might be close enough to the route to make it route worthy. Um, because, you know, it is, it's real easy as you're looking at that to say, oh my gosh, this is here and this is here and this is here and this is here. And you end up making this zipper pattern almost. Yeah. But, but everybody I think wants to know, I mean, what do you use? I mean, there's something that helps you do this. I mean, and I think that's very important. Sure. So over the last several years, uh, as we have been researching, campgrounds because that's a lot of our decision is 
what are our options for where we're staying? We, like Tom said, we want to be somewhere safe. We want to be somewhere that's, you know, it doesn't have to be the newest, shiniest, polished, you know, uh, RV park, but it needs to be a nice place. Um, and so uh, over the years, we've used Campendium. We've used Allstays. Um, you know, we really like to read reviews of what other RVers and other travelers have said about the campground so that we're not just getting marketing information. We're not just seeing pictures that were taken maybe 20 years ago of a place, but what is it really like now? And I really try to pay attention to uh, particularly reviews from folks who might have an RV our size or larger um, so that we often will know how easy is it going to be to get in and out. Uh, are, are they going to have sites that are level? Uh, is the power good and reliable? Things like that. Uh, and over the last uh, year or so, um, our, one of our big resources that we use and where I keep all of our information as we build our trips is RV Life Trip Wizard. And that has made actually our planning so much easier. Oh, I, I mean, and that's what I was getting to because when Stacy starts in that, it can track for you i mean it'll give you a path to go we have to check that with our uh rv gps to make sure it's going the way it wants us to go but it is i i love it i absolutely love it and i know stacy does too because it it takes a lot of the work out of it it really does it it it's um like Tom said, we don't assume that the route that it's sending us is the route for us to go, uh, but it's always a good starting point, and it gives you a good number of um, options for campgrounds to start with, and you can filter those if you're looking for a certain type of campground or RV park, um, and you can also set up mileages so that it's real easy to see what's approximately 75 miles or 125 miles or 100 and, you know 75 miles or whatever from between destinations so it kind of helps you hone in on where to look for your next stop along the way uh, if you have a certain mileage in mind or a certain period of time that you want to travel uh, it's also I really like that we can keep track of how much we're spending uh, on the RV parks and I can keep track of, you know, in notes for each one, I can keep the reservation number and I can keep what type of connections we're going to have. Are we going to be dry camping? Is it going to be 50 amp full hookup? Is it going to be 30 amp? You know, what's it going to be? How long is the site when we have that information? Um, if it, if it was, if we've already paid in advance or if we've paid a deposit or kind of, it really helps keep all of our notes for our entire year of travel in one place. And it does make it so much easier. It really is. And sometimes, I mean, it can, it can feel cumbersome because it has a lot of things you can do with it, but it really isn't. I mean, once you get to using it, it, it really isn't that difficult to, to get through it. And, uh, I guess the biggest thing when Stacy's doing it is you set the days so it doesn't let you overlap days. That And that has come into play. Yes, that has come into play. And people, that's also where people have issues with it sometimes because they think they're 
they're trying to just add a day onto this, but you have to take a day off the other one for it to work because it's not going to let you overlap and stay at two places at the same time because uh, it goes by date. And I, I think that's really good. It, it, it saved our bacon <laughs> one time. At Kurt Gowdy State Park oh. in Wyoming. I mean, and we didn't even know this feature even existed. Uh, but Stacy got an email from Trip Wizard saying, RV Trip Wizard, saying that, oh, we're leaving tomorrow or whatever. Right, right. It always sends me an email the day before we travel with, uh, you know, a little note or, or something about the place we're going. And sometimes it's useful and sometimes it's like, eh, okay, whatever. But this particular time... I thought we had an extra day more than we did at Kirk Gowdy State Park, and we had plans of what we wanted to do at that time. So when I checked my email that morning, I thought, well, that's strange. We're not leaving tomorrow. But I thought I'd better look that up just to confirm. And, uh, yeah, we were leaving tomorrow. So. Yep. so we quickly <laughs> had to change what we were doing that day to finish up the things we needed to do. But, but without that reminder, oh, wow. we would have been – in in a world that hurt because we would have not left when we were supposed to. We would have been out out of the campground exploring right. somewhere and another probably I think we were gonna go to Laramie, Wyoming that day. And uh, you know, somebody potentially could have been trying to check into our site when it was really their site and we wouldn't have known and that would have been really embarrassing. And if we would have gotten out if if no one came to our site and we would have stayed an extra night, we would have forfeited the reservations that we'd already paid at the next place. Right. You know, so then we may not have had another place to go to. So it was, <laughs> that was a big win uh, to get that email and find out. But because it's not like you're, you know, if you're normally just planning for one trip for a vacation and you got two or three, you, you know that trip backwards and forwards. But Stacy's planning for an entire, you know, like, six seven months of travel and you it's real easy for a day to slip here or there in our days obviously already i i very rarely know what day it is <laughs> and i can guarantee you i never know what the date is i'm happy to know what month it is <laughs> <laughs> that is true and you know okay so that we do like to make reservations so we know where we're going, but not all reservations are created equal either. There's are, there are places that require reservations a year in advance. For example, if you want to go to Custer State Park in South Dakota, which uh, should be on your list, by the Absolutely. way, it is awesome, you book a year in advance. All the rest of the South Dakota State Parks, it's not that way, only Custer. So you really need to know if that's where you want to go what the requirements are. When we were looking to stay in several of the national parks, you had to know when the reservations opened for the campground that you wanted to be at. And what I do is I set reminders in my phone that my calendar will remind us when it's time that a reservation is going to be opening up. Because a lot of times, if you're going somewhere that's really popular, you need to be on it, and you need to be ready to make that reservation as soon as it becomes available. That's for sure. I mean, especially with these popular national parks like Yellowstone or Glacier or 
a lot of them. If you don't get on there in the first 15 minutes, you may not get the reservation. So Now, what's great about the Internet these days, and this has definitely changed over our years of RVing, is the amount of information that's out there. We talked about how important reviews are to us. I don't always take negative reviews to heart. I don't always take glowing reviews to heart. We try to look at a number of reviews and figure out what the real story is best we can. Um, But also, I love that in the case of especially a lot of state parks, Corps of Engineer parks, uh, some of the national parks, and, and even some of the RV parks now, you can go to their online system and you can see pictures of the campsites. You can see how wide they are. You can see how deep they are. You can see the overhanging of the trees or not. So you can get a really good sense. And a lot of times it'll even give you an idea of how level the sites are. Which that's a major thing in state and national parks because a lot of them are not level at all. They're older parks in a lot of cases. And, And so it's great the amount of information that is now available to us online before we select a campsite. Well, how about this? We haven't mentioned Google Earth that we use a lot of times to look at a campsite. And not just the campsite, uh, but I actually will track it. When we were going to Flaming Gorge, I wanted to make sure about we were going into the National Forest. I wanted to make sure best I could tell what the travel was going to be like to get to the campground. And so we will pull up on Google Earth or do a satellite view on Google Maps to see what the sites look like. And then also, if you can kind of backtrack that to see what the roads are going to be like, sometimes that can be very helpful. Sometimes you can't see them for the trees. And then you got to wonder, okay, then you really got to dig for more reviews for people who have a rig maybe similar size to yours as to capabilities of your RV to get through to that place. Uh, But, yes, that plays a huge role uh, in our choices, as does... Things like YouTube and uh, Instagram and, you know, places that people are posting pictures of that then if we have a question, we'll message those people or we'll leave a comment for them and say, hey, can you tell me more about this campground? Here's the type of RV I have. Here's the size. Do you do you think there are sites there that I can fit in or do you think it's going to be a problem getting in and out and around? Yeah. Um, folks are really happy to help and, and that has really become a big part of our planning. Um, another, another thing that we like to do, like Tom says, is not just choose where we're going to camp, but also what is there to do in the area. So Atlas Obscura, Google, you know, things to do in blah, blah, blah. Uh, We were looking at Google Maps to check out uh, I-80 along the way when we were going between... um, Oh, that was crazy. Oh, my gosh. We were going to be going through Nebraska, and we see there's something laying across the interstate, and you can see it on, on Google Maps on the satellite view. And we're like, what the heck is that? It was a fantastic museum. One of the best I've ever been to. Oh, I'm going to link we, our Carney video, Carney, Nebraska. Yeah, we stayed there to go to that because we saw it on Google Earth or yeah, whatever. It, it's amazing. That amazing. Yeah. So some other, you know, great resources that you can use. You can save places to Google Maps. You know, we'll talk to people in the campgrounds that we meet 
And RVers are always willing, and that's why I say this is one of the most talked about discussions, because RVers always want to share ideas on places that they have been. And so we will pin it in our Google map, mark it as saved yes. uh, in my phone, and usually with a note if they give us more information about it. Uh, use that all the time. Other great sources of information are visitor centers and welcome centers and other attractions that are in the area, or even your RV park where you can pick up the little placards to tell you what's going on. But one of the things we love to do, and you've heard us talk about this before, is talk to the locals. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, when you get to the destination you're at, gosh, ask the ranger if you're at a park. Um there's a lot of folks that are willing to tell you the great places to eat. Oh, my gosh. You know, the museums, museums yeah. the restaurants, the breweries, places that are off the beaten path, maybe, that may not show up in things to do in whatever town, but the locals all know about it, and it's usually pretty darn awesome. So we have been able to find some great places just by talking to the locals. For sure. And so that is always something that we do now. But no matter how much planning we do, <laughs> how much time we put into it, how many reservations we make, things don't always go as planned. And so next week, we're going to talk about that in the topic, Expect the Unexpected. <laughs> and in RV Live, you know, there's always a lot of unexpected. So be sure to come back. We'll talk to you then. Bring your pencil because our plans are always made in pencil. Thanks for joining us, y'all. For more on what we talked about this week and to find other episodes, visit the podcast page of rvtexasyall.com. Subscribe to the RV Texas Y'all podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to join us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RV Texas Y'all. Until next time, safe travels. And happy camping. Bye.